Section six of the Battle of the Books. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Battle of the Books by Jonathan Swift. Section six. The accomplishment of the first of Mr. Bickerstaff's predictions, being an account of the death of Mr. Patridge, the almanac maker, upon the twenty-ninth instant. In a letter to a person of honor, written in the year seventeen o eight my lord in obedience to your lordship's commands as well as to satisfy my own curiosity i have for some days past inquired constantly after patridge the almanac maker of whom it was foretold in mr bickerstaff's predictions published about a month ago that he should die the twenty-ninth instant about eleven at night of a raging fever i had some sort of knowledge of him when i was employed in the revenue because he used every year to present me with his almanac as he did other gentlemen upon the score of some little gratuity we gave him i saw him accidentally once or twice about ten days before he died and observed he began very much to droop and languish though i hear his friends did not seem to apprehend him in any danger about two or three days ago he grew ill and was confined first to his chamber, and in a few hours after to his bed, where Dr. Case and Mrs. Curlius were sent for, to visit and to prescribe to him. Upon this intelligence, I sent thrice every day one servant or other to inquire after his health, and yesterday, about four in the afternoon, word was brought me that he was past hopes, upon which I prevailed with myself to go and see him partly out of commiseration and i confess partly out of curiosity he knew me very well seemed surprised at my condensation and made me compliments upon it as well as he could in the condition he was the people about him said he had been for some time delirious but when i saw him he had his understanding as well as i ever knew and spoke strong and hearty without any seeming uneasiness or constraint after i had told him how sorry i was to see him in those melancholy circumstances and said to some other civilities suitable to the occasion i desired him to tell me freely and ingenuously whether the predictions of mr bickerstaff had published relating to his death had not too much affected and worked on his imagination he confessed he had often had it in his head but never with much apprehension till about a fortnight before since which time it had been the perpetual possession of his mind and thoughts and he did verily believe was the true natural cause of his present distemper for said he i am thoroughly persuaded and i think i have very good reasons that mr bickerstaff spoke altogether by guess and knew no more what will happen this year than i did myself i hold told him that his discourse surprised me and i would be glad he was in a state of health to be able to tell me what reason he had to be convinced of mr bickerstaff's ignorance he replied i am a poor ignorant fellow bred to a mean trade yet i have sense enough to know 
that all pretenses of foretelling by astrology are deceits for this manifest reason because the wise and the learned who can only know whether there be any truth in this science do all unanimously agree to laugh and despise it and none but the poor ignorant vulgar give it any credit and that only upon the word of such silly wretches as i and my fellows who can hardly write or read i then asked him why he had not calculated his own nativity to see whether it agreed with mr bickerstaff's prediction at which he shook his head and said oh sir this is no time for jesting but for repenting those fooleries as i do now from the very bottom of my heart by what i can gather from you said i the observations and predictions you printed with your almanacs were mere impositions on the people he replied if it were otherwise i should have the less to answer for we have a common form for all those things as to foretelling the weather we never meddle with that but leave it to the printer who takes it out of any old almanac as he thinks fit the rest was my own invention to make my almanac sell having a wife to maintain another way to get my bread for mending old shoes is a poor livelihood and he added sighing i wish i may not have done more mischief by my physic than my astrology though i had some good receipts from my grandmother and my own compositions were such as i thought could at least do no hurt i had some other discourse with him which now i cannot call to mind and i fear i have already tried your lordship i shall only add one circumstance that on his deathbed he declared himself a nonconformist and had a fanatic preacher to be his spiritual guide after half an hour's conversation i took my leave being half stifled by the closeness of the room i imagined he could not hold out long and therefore withdrew to a little coffee-house hard by leaving a servant at the house with orders to come immediately and tell me as nearly as he could the minute when patronage should expire which was not above two hours after when looking upon my watch i found it to be above five minutes after seven by which it is clear that mr bickerstaff was mistaken almost four hours in his calculation in the other circumstances he was exact enough but whether he has not been the cause of this poor man's death as well as the predictor may be very reasonably disputed however it must be confessed the matter is odd enough whether he sh should endeavour to account for it by chance or the effect of imagination for my own part though i believe no man has less faith in these matters yet i shall wait with some impatience and not without some expectation the fulfilling of mr bickerstaff's second prediction that the cardinal de Nolis is to die upon the fourth of april and if that should be verified as exactly as this of poor patronage 
i must own i should be wholly surprised and at a loss and should infallibly expect the accomplishment of all the rest End of section six read by elijah fisher